Welcome to Mixtapes and Heartbreaks, episode 23. 2-3. Nobody likes you when you're 23. I heard, I heard a wise man say that once. Were they wise? Well, that wise man now has cancer, and he's battling cancer, so... Yikes. Just right off the bat, you're going to make it weird? Well, you know, I mean, it's it's true. It's the way the world, that's the way the world is these days. You know, you got people dropping off left and right. You got old fella from ZZ Top died. You got Joey Jordison died. You got, you got uh, Bob Odekirk had a heart heart attack on, on uh, set. Like it's, uh. Did they officially? He officially came out and said it was a, mi- a mild heart attack. Mild cardiac arrest. No problem. He's just having a heart attack. It wasn't a cardiac event. They usually say event. It might. They might. It might have. They might have said event. Yeah. Okay. They they soften these words nowadays to where it's like no no no. It's it's just um. It's a cardiac event. Yeah. Or like a death isn't really a death. It's um you know some sort of like a medical. Yeah. There's some like there's just always softball terms for these. Things. <laughs> you, you just they died. They're dead. They're dead. Like passed on. Like no, oh, dude. You. They you, transitioned. You you dead. You died. And it's okay, because thanks to our fear of death in this country, I won't have to die. I'll pass away. <laughs> Found out yesterday, um, someone in the Christian punk rock community passed away. Oh, are, are we really just going to start this episode with death? Yeah, yeah, I think, we, I think we need to. Okay. Well, death of the summer, it's now officially fall, right? No. Not yet? No. Oh, well, it's August now, so. August 1st. Yeah, well. It doesn't mean that it's fall yet. Well, R.I.P. Combat Chuck, if anyone is familiar with the Five Iron Frenzy song. He's a he's a guy. He's oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Hey, everybody, this is Combat Chuck, and I love this song because it's about me. So yeah, it's uh, it's the it, <laughs> we've got to talk about the weather. It's the first day of August. It's first day of August. It's eighty-eight degrees outside, but still balmy for some fucking reason. Yeah, it still feels like hot breath outside. I'm not a fan of it, and there's no sun. So how is it hot with no sun? I don't get it. I don't understand it. it makes no sense to me. That don't make no sense. Well, something you can look forward to is What's the that? is the weather in New Mexico. We're going yeah. on vacation. We're going on a little trip. Leaving this week, Thursday, bright and early, hitting the old dusty trail, driving just a few hours west. It's and, nine hours west. And uh, into New Mexico. What's what's the what's their state? Is it the natural state? It's the land of enchantment. The land of enchantment. That's beautiful. Oh, the sunshine state. It's enchanting. Oklahoma is okay. Yeah, it's okay. Uh. Land of enchantment. It is enchanting. It's a beautiful state. There's yeah. there's a lot of natural beauty, a lot of meth, but a lot of natural beauty as well. I mean, I think there's meth everywhere in America now. Oh yeah, it's pretty rampant. Yeah. I would say probably the most is probably going to be in Albuquerque, and and Florida probably the two probably. most, and then you know a lot in Oklahoma. It's right there in the middle. It's where it all meets. Sure. Right there in the middle. But yeah, I'm looking forward to our little vacation. It's going to be fun. Got a little cabin up in Red River Valley. Going to hang out for a few days with some friends. You'll hear their beautiful voice on the next episode. Voices. Plural. Plural. Multiple voices. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good time drinking some beers, eating some good food. Just, just the time of fellowship, you know? Wow. 
Praise the Lord! I'm excited to see a bear. I hope we see a bear. I hope we see some wild animals. Uh, word on the street is there's a pair of bears hanging about. Pair of bears? Pair of bears. Pair of bears. Pair of bears. Like care bears, but pair of bears. Yes. Except they don't, you know, show you their stomach and then a ray of sunshine comes out. It's They'll just eat uh, your fucking uh, face. Yeah. They do that. I will eat your face! So yeah. we have a we have a little news. We have a new sponsor. We do, we do. Uh, added to the roster, we've got uh, the fine folks at Block Bar. Instagram at the Block Bar. That's B L O K Bar, located at Thirtieth Northeast Second Street. They're in the red shipping containers. Yeah, in the Deep Deuce. I call the Deep Deuce District. That's the Deep Deuce. That's the yes. Deep Deuce. Uh, Friday nights is eighties night. Doesn't matter your gender. Your sex, what's between your legs? Betwixt. Betwixt. $3 cocktail, $3 well cocktails all night. Uh, vegan food on their menu. They have meat options, but it's vegan. It's vegan. Food. It's so good. It's delicious. They uh, proudly serve mm-hmm. Plant Dad's Kitchen. Yeah, and on Wednesday night, or uh, Tuesday nights, it's wing night. And they sell out quick. We have to talk about these wings. Okay, so yeah. Plant Dad's Kitchen is a local vegan butcher shop yeah and he makes vegan meats mm-hmm. from scratch uh block bar uses his wings and his burger patties mm-hmm. which both are phenomenal dude all their food is exceptional uh the wings it freaks me out yeah, uh, my uh, friend Chris and I went and we got the wings and he kind of freaked out. He took a bite to one and he's like, there's no way that's that's uh, that's meat. They, t- they, t- they taste exactly like boneless wings. Wouldn't it be funny if they were all just giving us chicken? Yeah, uh, my butthole would notice. Your butthole would notice? Yeah. It has the texture of dark meat chicken and it's it's alarming. That's the only word. I mean, it's fucking delicious, but it's alarming. Yeah. Uh, Kudos to Plant Dad. Mm-hmm. He's doing great things. Doing excellent things. I'm very excited for the future. Also, Block Bar is doing nice things. Block Bar is doing excellent things. It's a great place to hang out. If you ever went when it was the Anchor Down, uh, same location, uh, a little different. Former staff of the Anchor Down bought now, it and made it the Block Bar. Yeah, and now own it, and it's amazing. It's a great time. It's good. Good hangs. Good hangs. We're also brought to you by Anthem Brewing. Solid crack. That's the slowest, slowest Anthem crack I think I've ever done. You need to work on the dismount. Well, you know, I'm, at least I did it on time this time. Yeah. Located at 908 Southwest, Southwest, <laughs> <laughs> 908 Southwest 4th Street. Double crack today. You get a double crack. It's Sunday. Let's get weird. Yeah. Go to anthembrewing.com for their hours. Their food truck schedule, events, uh, they do live music from time to time, they have uh, trivia, they have all kinds of things. Go in, meet your friends after work for a pint, they always have rotating beers on draft, They uh, it's a great place to hang, or you know what, pick also, up a... It's also dog friendly. Dog friendly. Pick up a sixer, head home, grab a growler, get, get a growler for a friend. Grab a gr- growler for the gal you... Stop trying to make it an iteration. <laughs> I know. That doesn't always work. 
It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. Anthembrewing.com. This ridiculous episode is also brought to you by Digit, located at 1739 Northwest 16th Street in the Plaza District. Find them on Facebook at Digit and Instagram at Digit OKC. They've been doing a lot of stuff. I feel like it's there's always something going on at Digit. They've been having uh, like DJs out on the patio. They've been doing like full moon pop-ups, tarot readings. They had a live band out there the other night, like a punk rock band just playing outside on the on the on the sidewalk. I enjoyed watching every looking at everyone's outfits. Yeah, we we popped in this weekend, and um, you said something as we were leaving that you are. Um, what did you say? You, you were talking about like the young people buying like TUK boots and that it was refreshing to see that kids are kind of into that. Oh, yeah. No, I was talking about how they like tapped into that like 90s goth culture. Uh, and it's really fun to see like all the kids. They were in the store like buying these fucking like moon boots. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a person behind us. They were buying like look like a stack of boots yeah like multiple shoes yeah it was just it was really cool um i'm glad that i mean because i remember you know i wasn't goth they wear white makeup dress up in black and look like the living dead but they're not real life vampires stalking the night they're just part of the gothic movement but i hung out with the weirdos Mm -hmm. and there wasn't a place like that that existed you know, for kids like us, really. Um, I mean, Vintage Plus was still around, but it wasn't affordable. No, Vintage Plus was way out of the, our price range. I, I could buy um, a you, jewelry. I could buy like a, maybe maybe a bracelet or a belt, but I couldn't buy like shoes or clothes. I, they had a clearance rack. I'd always try to find shit there, but even yeah. then it wasn't it wasn't the cool stuff. Yeah, it was like full, full price vintage stuff. Uh Anything that they sold other than like <clears throat> stickers and patches and stuff was unaffordable. You know, I, I will say this. We, <clears throat> uh, speaking of vintage, we have a uh, champion vintage OKC, champion underscore vintage underscore OKC on Instagram. We are located in Orange Pill, which is in the Britain district. Being a part of the vintage <laughs> community, um, we pride ourselves on, on, on having affordable yet very cool things, you know? And, uh, I, I wish there were places like Orange Peel or like Dig It when we were in high school, junior in high school, because then we could afford to look cool. I mean, the fun was going to the thrift store and finding the things, but I feel like stores like Dig It and Orange Peel, we, we curate things. Like, you don't have to go digging for this shit. Like, hey, I found this. This is cool. You might like it. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are not going to take the time to go dig through an entire thrift store to find a shirt. Especially during COVID. Yeah. Uh, so we're, you know, yeah, I, I think that places like this are special because we've done the legwork for you, Mm -hmm. but yeah, a lot of people tell us to raise our prices and we absolutely refuse to do it. Yeah. I won't do that. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Because, because of that, um, growing up and unable to afford vintage clothing, well, yeah, I remember what it was like to be a um, a broke kid, you know, like my parents gave me like, if they gave me any money to buy clothes, it was like 20 bucks, like go buy a shirt at a, 
you know, I would basically I would save my lunch money to go to the thrift store on Fridays or Saturdays, and then I had like twenty bucks to go buy a bunch of stuff. Twenty bucks at a thrift store back then would take you a long way. Oh yeah, you could get a trash bag of clothes. Yeah, and uh, you know they still do that. Uh, you get a ba- bag of mystery clothes for like five bucks. You never know what you're gonna get. Most of the time it's crap, but you never know. But we appreciate people who've came and purchased clothes from us and from other vendors at Orange Peel. I'm having a hell of a time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's also nice to see a lot of people at Dig It right when they opened. <laughs> yes. Uh, we just said the Bist- Bistrict? <laughs> the Britain District? I guess it's the way to, to shorten it. Bistrict. The no. Bistrict. No. Stop it. Get some help. Britain District Day. Um, a lot of folk came out for that. There was some live music. There was some food. Rufftail was out there, hawking beers. It was hot as fuck. Too hot for me. Too hot for me. It's too damn hot for a penguin to be just walking around here. Um, speaking of too hot, this chair you're sitting in is too hot for me. So we are we are going uh, to New Mexico. Not really camping, glamping. We're going. We're staying in a cabin. We're not glamping. We're just staying in a cabin. We're staying in a cabin. And we were at Aldi, speaking of places we like to go. And we were waiting in line, and you saw these cool-ass camping chairs. No, this was on the weird aisle. Yeah, the weird aisle. If you've never been to Aldi, um, it's a grocery store, but they have an aisle that is just stuff. Like, Aldi gets, what, they get, like, leftovers from other grocery stores? No idea. It's... It, they should just call it the random aisle because it's just random shit. Uh, Aldi just has random shit all the time. You never know what you're going to fucking find there. We're going down the weird aisle and they have these backpacking pop-up camping chairs, which if you buy these at like REI or a camping store or something like that, they're like $80. Mm-hmm. And the, I think these were 12 mm-hmm. But I'm using it to do our podcast. It's really comfortable. Well, you're giving it a trial run because you don't want to like get them and then never use them. You ever done that where you buy something for for a trip, but you don't use it first? You're just like, oh, I'll just use it when I get there. Yeah. And you get there, and it's fucking terrible. And it doesn't work. Like a chair. Like you, a chair. You want to make sure that that works. You want to know how to put it together so you're not just out there like getting frustrated. Like, oh, I can't put this damn thing together. Yeah. It's pretty easy to put together. Yeah. It folds up. It goes in this little bag. But it's not like, you know, everyone's got their camper chairs. You know, there's ones like kind of fault. You know, the Jason Momoa meme where he like pops it out. Everyone's got those. This is not like that. It's more of like a... Uh, it's like a sling back. Yeah. It looks very comfy. It's pretty comfortable. Nice. Nice. I have a chair. You know what else is nice? Getting the show started. Okay. So, we did a Versus episode about 12 episodes ago, <laughs> and we said that we would do another one and make it kind of a recurring thing, and... Uh, so, episode 23 is a Versus. Yeah. Yes. 24 probably should have been the Versus, but we got something else going on for that, so fuck it. We're doing it now. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? So, last <laughs> last episode, we talked about... Uh, the 90s and like Nickelodeon versus Disney and like 
the Mickey Mouse Club and the boy bands that kind of came from that. And we lightly, very lightly touched on the battle of the boy bands that was uh, happening amongst uh, preteen and teenage girls in the late 90s. It wasn't specifically for girls. No, but it was like, you know, like the TRL, the screaming fans. Um, so we decided to do a versus this week and we were putting head to head Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. I'm glad I remembered what I thought of. <laughs> nice. So, uh, the reason why we picked these two, there's, there's, there's plenty of boy bands to choose from, but I think though, no, I know, I don't think. These were the pinnacle. They were the two best. They were the top tier. Yeah. You know, those are the uh, uh, the Neiman Marcus of boy bands. And then you got like 90 Degrees, which is probably like your, you're like Macy's. Maybe they're the Macy's of boy bands. Maybe. And then uh, uh, Five was probably your like Target. And then O-Town is like your Kmart. Oh, for sure. But there's there a ton, a ton of those groups that I totally forgot existed. So we're Did put- you look them all up? I tried. Yeah. I tried. And the funny thing is, my sister was one of these fans who loved them all. And she loved listened to them all? All of them. If there was a boy band, she owned their CD. Of course she did. She <laughs> tore their pictures out. So like my wall was like, you know, hit Prater magazine posters and shit all over my wall and like interviews and articles and stuff. Uh, a hodgepodge of alt rock. Right. And my sister's room was all like uh, Tiger Beat and Teen Bop and all of those magazines. Do they still make those magazines? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Those were hot. And here's the thing with those magazines. They didn't just start in the 90s. They started like in the 60s with like. Oh, like Teen Beat and Tiger. And yeah. Yeah. And just went all the way through. But they their their target audience was always teenage. That just that they're girls back in the sixties. But there was always it was always for like they only talk about cute boys, heartthrobs. Yeah. Um. I mean, I bought those when I was like thirteen. Yeah. My sister had all of them. All over her walls. So she was one of those loves them all. So this episode, we're putting together, putting head-to-head BSB, the NSYNC. Now, I went to make notes for the show on my phone and my notes app, like everyone has if you have an iPhone. And I go to put in as the header, the title, BSB versus NSYNC. When I get to type NSYNC, my phone takes it and auto-corrects it and puts the asterisks in front of the N on NSYNC. And it freaked me the fuck out. What the my phone did it too. I don't. I've never <laughs> typed it that way. I don't know why. They're coming for us. That's Big Brother's coming for us. That's all I can say. I'm, I mean, it probably autocorrects because they're like one of the biggest pop. We're one of the biggest pop groups. So NSYNC has uh, leverage with like iPhone algorithm. Like I mean, maybe. Type. I mean, it can't autocorrect the word fuck, but it will autocorrect NSYNC. I'm ducking mad, but, um, (laughs) you know, I guess. 
Um, All right. So the premise of the show is we each pick a song from each artist, and we put them head to head, and at the end we we can compare and contrast. Compare and contrast, and by the end of the show, we will decide who the victor is. I didn't realize we were picking a victor. Well, like the last time, we we each choose which one we think is better. Okay. There's no like a winner. There's a winner for each side. I mean, we're all winners. We're all winners here in this game of life. So who went first last time? I don't know. It's an even episode. So it's your turn. So you go first. I go first. Yay. Okay. Or it's an odd episode? Did it's 23. Even? What's happening? Episode 23. I'm having a stroke. You, you go are. first on odds. Yay. My turn. Round one. Fight. Let's start with Backstreet Boys. Um, before you start, I just want to say, in doing research for this song, I have wanted to sing these songs mm-hmm. for days, mm-hmm. and I keep catching myself, ch- like, making sure I don't sing the song so you don't know what I'm going to talk about. Okay. So, the song I chose for Backstreet Boys is As Long As You Love Me. <laughs> oh, God. It's the second single from the 1997 self-titled album, released October 21st, 1997, in the United States. It peaked at number one in New Zealand and the Philippines. I number heard that two, accent. Remember I showed you my New Zealand army uniform, the green t-shirt and the green shorts. Number two in Austria. Oh, God. In Australia. Well, good eye, mate. Number three in the UK, four in Sweden, Switzerland, five in the Netherlands. Um, it spent 56 weeks on the U.S. Top 100 airplay, peaking at number four. That is bonkers. How many weeks? It's 56 weeks. Over a year? Yeah. Wow. On the Top 100, peaking at number four. Now, this was never released as a commercial single, so it getting that much airplay is kind of bonkers. It was a B-side, but it ended up becoming a single eventually. It wasn't initially put out as one. Uh, so since it wasn't released as a commercial single, it wasn't on the Hot 100. Yeah. Um, it was a last-minute addition to the record. They weren't going to put it on there. It was originally written for the band. Uh, wait, am I mixing up my notes? I think I'm mixing up my notes. I am mixing up my notes. <gasps> Keep Oops. it straight. Keep it straight. You gotta get your sh- your shit together, man. Uh, it was written by Max Martin, who wrote. If it was a pop song in the 90s, this motherfucker wrote it. He wrote songs for Britney Spears, for NSYNC. You name it, his name is on it. Yeah, when I was doing research for these songs, it's like the same four people were involved. Like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys also mm-hmm. had the same studio. Yes. Well, they were both managed by the same guy. Yeah, they were managed by Lou Pearlman. Mm-hmm. He's a child molester! They started in... Florida. They got their first break in Germany, mm-hmm. and they used the same studio in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They all they they didn't break here. They they, they all got their first hit in Germany. They, yeah, they broke overseas. I think that he was like testing the waters. Yeah. Well, also because that's where his quote connections were. He didn't really have a lot of money. He was basically using these kids as a 
like a honeypot, really, to get people to make him rich. Yeah. Thanks for the money, dummy. So, AJ McLean was supposed to sing the bridge on this song, but he contracted strep throat, so uh, Brian Luttrell sang on it instead. Did uh, you get that from uh, Teen Beat? I did. I looked at, I looked at, I, I thought, you know, I got a tiger beat back there from 97. Maybe we should read that. Um, so the lineup was AJ McLean, Nick Carter, famous Nick Carter, Brian Luttrell, Kevin Richardson, who I always thought was like the dad of the group. Yeah. He's like 45. Yeah. In, in 1997. That mustache. Like he, he looked like a creepy dad or an uncle, a creepy uncle. Yeah. And how, Home, home, no, that's not it. <laughs> Howie Duro. My phone autocorrected it as homie. Homie, don't play that. So, out of that lineup, I, like all boy bands, there's like the face, right? There's the face. Like an NSYNC, like Justin Timberlake was the cute one. Yeah, you have like the bad boy, you've got the shy, cute one, you've got like the the weirdo and you got the father figure and i think kevin richardson is definitely like the father figure of the yeah. band because he's old you old sack of shit um there was there's a, a music video i want you to just guess what it looked like they're all wearing sweaters no they're okay they're actually they're doing it's like an audition is what the video is supposed to be but like the color saturation is off the fucking charts <laughs> Like the blues are bright as fuck. The colors are so bright it hurts your eyes. I assume I was like looking through pictures of the Backstreet Boys, mm -hmm. and they were always in like matching like '90s sweaters. Yeah, well, that, I think that stems from like they they cite Boys to Men as like one of their biggest influences. Okay, I definitely see that fashion wise. And that was like yeah, Boys to Men's thing was like match like that's just like the t and that stemmed from them being into like uh growing up in like Temptations and stuff like that like. Those kind of groups all wore the same colored suits, so that's you, they were a group. Mm -hmm. You look—that's just how you, that thing you do, you know, matching suits. Yeah, it's just what you do. You look good, and you guys look great in red. Have I told you that yet? I was in a band in high school, and we thought that was the coolest thing in the world—to have matching suits on stage. And we only did it once. Speaking of thrift stores, we went to thrift stores and we found four suits that were matching. How that? How did you pull that off? Uh, because they were all black. <laughs> <laughs> you just wore black suits. We wore black suits, um, but they they didn't fit right. Of course, they were a little little baggy, but we didn't care. We were wearing matching suits. We thought that was cool. Um, but no, in this video, yeah, they're like auditioning, I guess, to be a boy band. I don't know. And there are uh, judges mm -hmm. that are female, very attractive. You know, there's one for each of them. Of course. Of course. And they're How doing, very egalitarian. They're showing off, you know, their, their dancing abilities. It kind of reminded me of like the Monkees TV show had kind of a Monkees vibe to it. Yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're joking around and showing off their funny side. Um, <laughs> they're not very funny. Uh, so, yeah, like just the, it. Then the, there was like a that, like that Vaseline lens, you know, where it's a little like a. a, a Glamour Shotzi, yeah, you know, which was, I guess you could still pull off in 1997 or 98. Sure. I guess. Uh, but here's a fun fact from that music video. Brian Luttrell, the creeper of the group, I think. Definitely. Uh, he. He's definitely going to give you, like, offer you meth. Yeah. He dated and married one of the girls from the video. What? Met her on, on the set. 
dated her, married her. That is the most Florida shit I've ever heard. Super creepy guy. Looks, I mean, he might be a sweetheart. He might be world's best dad. But to me, he's always seemed a little creepy. He's a Donnie Wahlberg for sure. Yeah, he's, yeah. I've never even heard him speak, but that's, yeah. But he has a New Jersey accent. <laughs> yeah, but he's from Florida. Um, so I always thought this song was creepy. Um, just cause like the, let's go the, let's, we're going to pull up the lyrics just okay. cause it's. Dude, going through the lyrics of all of these songs, by the way, I also had like PTSD flashbacks going, listening to all this, all these boy band songs. Yeah. Um, like high school PTSD flashbacks, but all the lyrics are creepy. Yes. Um, so I want to start with the first line. Although loneliness has always been a friend of mine, I'm leaving my life in your hands. Wow, dude. No pressure. No pressure or anything. Um, but the course, the course is the thing that when I first heard it, it just gave me the fucking willies. Like, I don't care who you are, where you're from, or what you did, as long as you love me. Like, I don't care. I don't care about your past. I don't care about who you are. I don't want to know anything about you. I don't, uh, none of that. Just love me. That's how just, I feel about it. Just fucking love me. Just love me. I don't, don't tell me about, I don't care about who you are. Cause I'm selfish as shit. Just love me. And I'm sure that's not how it's meant to be taken. But at first listen, that's, that was the first thing that went to my head. I was like, Jesus, this guy is a fucking prick. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, yeah, this song is, um, it's not, it's not their best song, but it's the first song that comes to my mind when I hear Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's another one that I'm sure you probably picked. Uh, probably. But, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, yeah. Backstreet Boys always, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I want to word this. They always struck me as they were the first ones to get signed by yeah. Lou Perlman. So they always had that, not arrogance, but they had that like air about them. Like, hey, yeah, like we're, we're the shit. We're and the then NSYNC ones. came along and just kind of dethroned them. Yeah. And they, they were kind of butthurt about that. Like really, there's that, that's where the, it started. Their whole rivalry. Um, but they always seem to be like the kind of like jockey, douchey boy band guys, you know? I always thought they were kind of trashy. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. They were like the... Tr I mean, also like... I mean, I don't know. I guess you could say the same thing about 98 Degrees. They were a little... And Rising. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nick Lachey. Kind of bro -y. Very bro -y. Very bro -y. Um, I can't even name another member of 90 Degrees. No. There you go. You can name one. There's th There was a little guy. Yeah, there was a little guy. There was a little guy. But they always have like a Weasley looking dude. Every boy band's got a Weasley looking dude. I think it was like a requirement. Yeah. There's like a, a list. Because he makes the other boys look more attractive. Yeah. yeah. But he also can like... He's always like the baritone. Yeah. He, like you need him to fill out the sound, he, but he's he, just kind of a weasel looking. Yeah, but you may you lean into his weirdness by like giving him like a funky hairdo or a goatee. Yeah, or like a piercing. 
Definitely a piercing, maybe a tattoo on the old shoulder. A little barbed wire tattoo. Or a Superman. Something lame that make that makes him seem edgy. Yeah. And parents won't be like, oh, you can't listen to that. Just edgy enough to like seem like a bad boy. Yeah. But um but you know, wholesome enough to to take him to a a church picnic, you know. But yeah, that was my that was my choice was Backstreet Boys as long as you love me. So we're going to do Backstreet Boys both? And yeah, then... and then we'll do NSYNC. Okay. Yeah. All right. What happens if we pick the same song? Um, Did you purposely not pick the hits? I was, I, I, okay. My thought was, I, I feel like I know you pretty well. We've been, <laughs> we've been married a while now. We've been together a very long while now. I think I know your taste and I know what you might pick. So I chose, I tried to, I danced around it. No pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, I picked everybody, obviously. Again, brothers, sisters, everybody saying, Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now. Exactly what I thought. It's the banger. Yes. Uh, I was also going through these songs and I was just like, these are all fucking horrible. I did not listen. Here's my asshole comment of the episode. Mm-hmm. I did not listen to boy bands. Um, you got to start with, um, um, actually, actually, I didn't listen to boy I bands. So I kind of listened to NSYNC, but I did not listen to the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. But if this song comes on, I somehow know all the words mm-hmm. and i will admit this song is a banger well the song starts off burr, right out the gate burr, burr, burr. yeah that's a banger there's two versions of it yeah. so there's like an extended version with a bunch of like hey you know yeah uh unnecessarily long it starts out with just everybody right yeah. it's yeah. like kind of acapella yeah rock and like the thing like the back street back very arrogant to say Backstreet's back when this is your first single. I find you pompous, judgmental, and completely self-absorbed. So, yeah, so I was reading about this song, and they didn't want to release this as a single because the song is everybody in parentheses, Backstreet's back. Mm-hmm. And it's they were like, it's confusing because this is our first album. Uh? But then... Uh, like radio stations picked it up because obviously it's a jam 
Oh, and they just started playing it, and they were like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is a single. <laughs> it's a r- rhythm pit at Frontier City. Dude, I want to ride, ride the Wildcat. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get weird with this song. I want to dance. So it's uh, one of their most successful singles. Great success. They had only reached number four, but for 22, it ran for 22 weeks. Uh, it's certified platinum. In the United States. Oh, Cert Platt, huh? Cert Platt. So it came out in 1997, their first album. Well, the reason why it's called Everybody Backstreet's Back is because, like you said before, they had released songs in Germany and overseas, and they had gathered quite the following. Yeah. And they had singles out there that were already, like, catching steam. So Backstreet's Back was supposed to be like a, hey... You like those other songs? We did it again. Check this motherfucker out. And they didn't do that here. They just used that at the first single, which is kind of, again, a little, little arrogant. A little arrogant, yeah. Um, I don't even remember that. Seriously, like, I know I've seen this video. Oh, yeah, they're like, what, they're like at a costume ball? What the fuck's happening here? I don't know what's happening. Oh, oh, the I, video. I yeah. remember uh, the big thing was like in the lyrics, it's like, am I sexual? Yeah. Yeah, asking your boys because there's a call and response. Rock your, everybody rock your body right. Back street, back. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow, these lyrics are just. Yeah, asking your boys, am I sexual is a little, a little weird. Yeah, right. the music video is like a, a horror. Well, it's supposed to be like a, it's supposed to have like a very thriller kind of a vibe to it. Yeah. And I think they're bad boys wearing like the Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah. But he's also like kind of balding, which I always found kind of weird. Like this dude's supposed to be 17. He looks <laughs> like he's 38. But okay. <laughs> so when you Google this song, it's, is everybody a Halloween song? Uh, it is not a Halloween song. No, the music video makes it seem as though it is. Yeah. But you know, it does kind of have that thriller kind of a vibe to it and it's almost the same uh, probably the same tempo so um okay so when i was listening to all these songs the song was written by max martin of course it was um so this song everybody and i want you back by in sync they have the same fucking intro Mm -hmm. it's so everybody is slightly different it has like an extra when it comes in it has Mm -hmm. an extra like bass beat mm-hmm. it is the same fucking intro but it's like dan, 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 dan. yeah yep it's got like one extra beat than the mm-hmm. instinct song it's no, exactly is- the same structure because it was written by the same fucking people <laughs> it's like that vanilla ice thing no ours is different that's the way theirs goes. Ours goes ding, 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 diggy, ding, 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 diggy, ding, ding. That little bitty change. It's not the same. Uh, yeah, but the dude wrote the same song. He, I bet what happened was he wrote that song, forgot he wrote that song. Probably. And then shelved it. I mean, as, as a songwriter myself, I've done that before. I'm like, oh, this is a fucking cool riff. And then you realize, oh, I already wrote that like fucking two years ago. Whoops. Whoopsie. Oh, I'm Googling it. I'm looking at pictures. Sorry. So, uh, this song won some awards mm-hmm. at the MTV video. Who do you think is, have, has a better choreography? 
Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Yeah. NSYNC. Yeah. I said on the last podcast, I think NSYNC were the better dancers. Backstreet Boys were the better vocalists. That's true. They won an MTV Video Music Award, a Nickelodeon mm-hmm. Kids' Choice Award. They were nominated for a Grammy. What? Um, yeah, they won a couple of like MTV awards, whatever. I mean, if you didn't win a Kids' Choice Award in the 90s and you're a boy band, you're not worth shit. Right. Who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, that's it. I picked that song. I don't really have a lot to say about Backstreet Boys. <laughs> So you're you clearly you're an NSYNC fan, like you said before. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's not a great. I mean, it's clearly it's a great jam. It's a banger. It's it's one of their biggest bangers. Back Backstreet Boys' biggest bangers. That needs to be a greatest hits album, or they're <laughs> they're fucking up, boys. I'm TMing it. I wait for that royalty check. There's I'm trying a, to remember anything from like being in high school and the back street, like my sister didn't even, my sister listened to NSYNC and like 98 degrees. Mm-hmm. Nope. She didn't listen to backstreet boys. I think we just thought they were kind of trashy. Well, they, they look kind of trashy. Ooh, sorry. The anthems are burping. I apologize. Oh my God. We're back again. This, I don't, I don't like it. So that was your choice. Backstreet Boys. Everybody. Yeah. It did have a great bridge, though, where, like, everything kind of goes out. It's obviously their best song, uh, unless you're into, like, pop ballads. Is that their most played song? On Spotify? I'm oh, by the way, if you compare... Uh, listens? If you compare listens on Spotify... Mm-hmm. Backstreet Boys, so they were actually the more successful band. I mean, they came out a few years before NSYNC, so they had a couple years on them. Mm-hmm. But they're much more successful NSYNC? commercially than NSYNC. Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay. So Backstreet Boys, there. See, I was gonna choose I Want It That Way, but I thought you might choose Everybody or I Want It That Way. Yeah, I Want It That Way has over eight hundred and one million plays. Yeah. Everybody has 236 million plays. Damn. And then Shape of My Heart. Is that the... Show you the shape of my heart. I just made that up. That may not even be the real melody. It's not. Wrong. I almost did uh, Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. Oh, that was with that little fucking guitar, like classical guitar. like Yeah. Oh, that, that's the sexy one. That That's a kind of a sexy jam. That is a jam. sexy song. Well, now I got to pull up, since we're about to talk about NSYNC, we should pull up NSYNC. We'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Let's, uh, let's do a little palate cleanser, and then we'll get into NSYNC. <laughs> 
Okay. It's been six long months, and now they're back. Together again, the new album from Together. Featuring the hit single, the hardest part of breaking up is getting back your stuff. Get the album in stores now. It's not even fucking close, dude. <laughs> but you also have to think about when it, this is not a great comparison. There's missing information. We need a control group. Well, and, it, and it's <laughs> like, Spotify. So how many of these are like bots? You know what I mean? Well, also, About like, plays. when were Backstreet Boys and NSYNC uploaded to Spotify? True. So. True. Yeah, Bye 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 is their number one, and it has 339 million. And This I Promise You is second, which is weird that This I Promise You is their second most played. Yeah, the top three songs. Wedding playlists, maybe? Are from, oh, of course. Um, They're all from No Strings Attached. Yeah. I mean, it was more commercial success i guess round two all right so we're on to end sync what is your pick oh, i guess go first wait i go first right yeah i go first okay <coughs> i go first. uh i chose the banger you went with the banger i went with bye 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 nice It's TRL's third most requested music video of all time. Um, this song, you could not escape Bye Bye Bye. It was all over MTV. It was all over VH1. It was in every fucking store you went to. It was everywhere. I remember watching this, uh, making the video. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was going to save that for later, but let's just, let's just start with the video right now. The video Insane. What's up, MTV? The boys are back. There are no strings attached, and they're taking on their most dangerous video yet. We're excited to do our own stunts, test our insurance policies. It's all in a day's work. We almost died. But who has these guys running within an inch of their lives? Hey, hold on a minute. What? Did you see how fine that girl is just chasing us? Yes. Why are we running? Plus the world premiere, Bye Bye Bye. So that music video costs, uh, it had over a million dollar budget. Wow. And for a music video, wow. that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, because of the stunts, they did a lot of uh, okay. non-CGI stunts. Like they crashed cars. Um, Chris. That Kurt room Pat that spun. Mm -hmm. 
Chris Kirkpatrick and Joey Fat one. <laughs> Yay! Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> well, I was that's going... his name. His name is Joey Fat one. It's Fatone, but you can't be the biggest guy in the band and have your last name spell Fat one. If you're... <laughs> you're asking for it, dude. You bastard. Who is fat? You know? Anyways, so they their stunt was like they were on top of a train jumping from car to car. Yeah. They actually performed that. There wasn't stunt men for that. And I remember that making of the video, which was a huge thing on MTV, the making of the video. That was always cool. The Blink-182 uh, rock show on them was super cool. Uh, but the yeah. Oops, I did it again. Had was, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember on the making of the video, Justin Timberlake uh, was talking about how he ex- was like thankful that he was upset like he hurt himself or something like very minimally but then he's like well i guess i didn't have as bad as the other guys like, no dude you i think all he had to do here got cut by he didn't have to do anything chased by dogs he was chased by dogs in a warehouse and he wasn't really chased by dogs what a wuss timberlake Ugh. great video though yeah uh they all had like that weird Am I wrong? Like when they were puppets, they had, didn't they look like the, remember the Energizer or the Duracell commercial where like the plastic face family? Yeah. Didn't, didn't they kind of look like that when they were on the marionette thing? Yeah, it was definitely like a Pinocchio. They lived, like had a plastic wrap. <laughs> and they had, uh, I'm going to call them dolls. Call them action figures if you want. They're dolls. <laughs> there are no strings attached dolls that coincided with the Bye 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 video. And then you can, you can collect them all. I mean, that's really brilliant cross merchandising. Um, they this was on the No Strings Attached record, uh, which came out in two thousand. It's the third uh, lead single from their third studio album, No Strings Attached. This is the album when they cut ties with Lou Pearlman, hence No Strings Attached, and sued the shit out of him. Sued the shit out of him, and this song is about that. Yeah, people think it's about a girl. Fine, it's about them saying bye bye. To Lou Perlman. Eat a dick, Lou Perlman. No RIP for you. No, you're just dead. It was written by Christian Marcus, who also wrote Quit Playing Games With My Heart, Backstreet Boys, Tearing Up My Heart, and Sync, Born to Make You Happy, Britney Spears, That's the Way It Is, Celine Dion, and so on and so on. Well, I mean, he's probably doing very well for himself then. Hitmaker! <laughs> um, yeah, peaked at number four on the Hot 100. Nominated for a Grammy in 2001, but lost to U2 for Beautiful Day, Ugh. which is sad because that song sucks. <laughs> I'm not a U2 fan. I put them, I know we did an episode with them. Their old shit was good, but after, there gets to a point in your career where you, you gotta bow out gracefully. No. What's that quote? Is it better to burn out than to fade away? That's the one. Um... Uh, so this song was originally intended for the boy band Five, with their song. Five bad boys with the power to rock you, blowing your mind, so you gotta get into five. Oh, you uh, I don't remember Five. You don't remember Five? No. They were not popular, as yeah. popular. Um, I'm gonna Google them. But yeah, it was it was written for them, and they declined it because they wanted to transition to being a rap group. See how well that worked out for them, because where are you now, Five? Where are you now? Uh, it was heavily influenced by Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child, and you can kind of hear it. There's a similarity in sound. 
I think it, I was reading about um, the choreography for this, and the same guy choreographed like Destiny's Child and In Sync, and so mm-hmm. the, the that's why the choreography is similar. Also. Yeah. Uh, it won Best Pop Video, Best Choreography in a Video, and Viewer's Choice at the 2000 MTV Video Music Awards. Which, if you're uh, if you're an older person, you don't realize how big the MTV Video Music Awards were. They were fucking massive. Like I, to me, I think if winning an MTV Video Music Award was bigger than winning a Grammy to some people. In the late 90s? Yeah. yeah. Like Grammy, that's fine. Did I win an MTV Video Music Award? That that's the that's the pinnacle. Get getting that spaceman. Gotta get that spaceman. Witness the invasion. The MTV Video Music Awards are taking over. Live on stage. Insane. Rage Against the Machine. Britney Spears. DMX. Blink 182. Chris Rock. Dang the Rock. Eminem. Ricky Martin. Dr. Dre. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Janet Jackson. And more. Hosted by Sean and Marlon Wayans. The MTV Video Music Awards. Live from Radio City Music Hall. Thursday, September 7th at 8. Only on MTV. Come prepared. Well, I mean, it, it requires like a different level of artistic direction sure to make a music video when it shows that you're you're um you're hitting the mark with the with a certain demographic and market like you are you're cool you're still cool you're relevant if you're you know what i mean sure i mean fucking Pavarotti can win a fucking grammy he ain't relevant with the kids seen Pavarotti doing a remix no. Pavarotti's not hip with He's teenagers so yeah that was the most awarded to a single video that year. That that many awards at that 2000 MTV Video Music Awards. It also won a Radio Music Radio Radio Music Award in 2000 for Best Song of the Year. It was nominated for Record of the Year and Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group at the 2001 Grammys. See, so they was nominated. Uh, they they won three Teen Choice Awards for single. A choice single, choice music video, and song of the summer, two thousand. Uh, much music video, music award, or favorite international group for the song "Bye Bye Bye," and and here's a dated one: the Blockbuster Entertainment Award. Oh wow! In two thousand one, I forgot that was a fucking thing. The Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. Wow. Why did they go bankrupt? I don't uh... know. That's no. Uh, it won a two thousand one under uh, favorite single. Um, number one on TRL for twenty five consecutive days, which doesn't seem like a lot, but man, that's like four weeks. You know, yeah. like it's like over a month of like, well, about a month because it's well they didn't do it on the weekend, so it that's a lot to to be number one. I mean, you're gonna get kicked out by Aguilera. You can get kicked out by Corn. <laughs> I'm sure Roland was big right then, Limp Biscuit. Like, did you get knocked out of there by that? Rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, but yeah, good good for those boys. Uh, number 16 on Much Music for 100 Best Videos. Billboard number 21 of greatest video music videos of all time. Uh, the video is huge. Like I said, had the million dollar budget, which you can tell. You can see it. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the fruits of the labor, man. Uh, but it's a it's a dancing banger. It kind of has that everybody backstreets back kind of vibe, like dancing. It just kind of yeah. I mean, I I implore you, I dare you, 
put bye 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 on <laughs> while you're driving in a car with a group of people <laughs> and if everyone in the car isn't singing along within i don't know 10 seconds kick them the fuck out of your car because they're not human beings they're aliens they're aliens get them out of your whip it's such it's such a great song it's one of my favorites um, at the Ryan Drake dance parties that he does once a month at the 51st Street Speakeasy, whenever this song plays, boy, when I'm if I'm if I'm working behind the bar, I am. I'm in a mood. Everybody knows that hand motion, the bye the, bye bye, the bye bye bye, the classic. Is it is it classic? It's a classic. Uh, well, I mean, it's right up there with like the Thriller, like shoulder pop. Yeah. It's definitely an iconic dance move. That's true. You know, like the moonwalk, the bye 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 bye. Is that what we're comparing the bye 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 move to? Is the moonwalk? Yes, Michael Jackson changed the world with his um, the moonwalk, like lean, and then the moonwalk, actual moonwalk, and then you got MC Hammer did the Running Man or the Chinese typewriter. That's what it was called, and then you got In Sync. Making a puppet hand? Making a bye-bye-bye puppet hand. A sock puppet hand. That's what it is, right? It's, it's a sock like, puppet. They call it the puppet hand. Yeah. Don't you know the world is built with blood? So in NSYNC, you've got your uh, JT, the cute one. you got your JC Chazez. He's the handsome one. He's the... I think he might be like considered the heartthrob. Or is he the dad? Um, I think he's kind of the dad. Joe, no, Joey Fatone would probably be the dad. Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick is definitely the fucking, hey guys. The weirdo. He's a weirdo. They gave him like the weird like white boy dreads with like, there's like and purple eye, or whatever. Didn't he have his eyebrow pierced? I think so. He had a goat. They, dude, they did everything to that dude. He put his little dreads up in like a man bun. He did the man bun before everyone else did. It wasn't a bun. It was just like a top knot. A top knot was a goatee, eyebrow pierced, and the Fucking puffy jacket. He was trying real hard to be noticed in the group. Yeah. Just notice me, guys. Look at me. Hey. I do things. So there were there were only four of them, right? No. Yes. Lance Bass. Oh, Lance Bass. Yeah. He was the cute shy one. He was the cute shy one. Not shy anymore. No. And good for him. If you didn't know, Lance Bass is a homosexual man. Came out years ago. What the fuck? I'm saying that because now he's like, he's like open as fuck. He's like, and he's, he's enjoying his best life. I remember as like he should. how huge, which it should not be a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, when he came out, it was, it was like on fucking entertainment tonight. Oh, it was a big deal. It was a huge deal. Like it was like so sensationalized news. It was like, oh my God, he's gay. And it's like, who cares? Who cares? He, 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 who gives a shit? I, I, I never understood that. Like, wh- what? I mean, it's important that he came out and yeah. was like his authentic self, but it's like, why did he... It sucks that he felt like he could never do that until right. he got to a point of commercial success where obviously it wasn't going to negatively... Right, affect a, the group. Affect and, the group or whatever. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know what I just noticed? You got Lance Bass who sang bass. Mm-hmm. Joey Fat One was the fat one. Call him Joey Fatone. We don't fat shame on mixtapes and heartbreak. I mean, 
bing, we bing. do not fat shame. We can goatee shame though. We can definitely shame a goatee. Didn't he have like a goatee? No, he had that chin strap beard, right? God, he just had the worst fucking facial hair. He, he to me, was like the boy band's Guy Fieri. Definitely. Fieri? I don't know how you... Fieri. Fieri? But there's an R. But it's an R, yeah. That guy. Come on to Flavor Town. <laughs> yeah, some kicking chicken wings and some slamming buffalo sauce. <laughs> oh, God. The cat is destroying the house. That was my choice. Bye bye bye. I don't wanna be a fool in this game for two. So I'm leaving you behind. Bye bye bye. I make it tough. Make it tough. Ain't enough. Excellent choice. It was. So I was much more into NSYNC at this time. So was my sister. I remember they went on like a world tour. And it was probably 2000. Or 1999. I don't know. I was still in high school. And my sister tried to buy tickets because they were coming to Houston. You know, like playing like the Astrodome or some absurdly large stadium. And it sold out in like 30 minutes. Like it sold out. And this was before the in, like the internet. You had to call to order tickets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know how. It's Calling sold. a box office. You had to call a box office to get a ticket. And yeah. it sold out. Um, uh, bummer. And I was thinking about this. Did you guys have to do this? Um, I think they were like. It was like Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Did you guys have to go to department stores to buy tickets? No, we would go to uh, Buy for Less, had a Ticketmaster spot. We, yeah, you'd go to like a, a grocery store. Uh, I think in Choctaw, there was a grocery store that handled tickets. Hastings, all you could buy concerts at Hastings. R.I.P. Hastings. Yeah. Selection and price, our customers have a lot to say. Ooh, yes. 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 It's no surprise. Yes stands for your entertainment superstore. Hastings, your entertainment superstore. So this is how you had to buy concert tickets in the year 2000. You had to go to a fucking grocery store, mm -hmm. like customer service booth. Yeah, where people are like paying their bills or like buying yeah. lottery tickets, mm -hmm. and you could get Ticketmaster tickets, or also you could go to J.C. Penney. so weird. J.C. Penney or Dillard's to their customer service, and you could buy fucking concert tickets. That's nuts now that you mention that i remember going to i believe a dillard's i think it was dillard's and not jc penny because 
the Dillard's, you, the customer service is always tucked away in the back, and it's like no man's land. There's like nothing there. But it's you have a, to like go an absurdly like, long hallway with nothing on the walls, and you go back and like it's customer service slash gift wrapping. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the photo booth. Yeah, like maybe. the photo area. The photo studio is like yeah, or yeah. A, a, a a salon. Yeah. I think it was Dillard's because the mall by my house in Houston didn't have the store that sold tickets so we had to go to the next mall like you know 30 minutes away Mm -hmm. or whatever because they had the department store that sold you know concert tickets or whatever Hmm. anyways so that made me think my sister tried to get insane tickets and it sold out immediately and she was super bummed she never got to see them that i'm aware of uh I bet that would have been a really cool show, though. It probably would have been cool. I, at the time, I was very anti-boy band because, you know, I was into, like, punk rock and stuff and, like, boy bands were lame. Even though you listened to punk rock boy bands? Even though I listened to, yeah, punk rock boy bands. Um, but it, I wish I could have gone to one of those shows. The pro- just to production alone. Is insane. My brother saw Boys to Men back in like '96, I think. Yeah. At the Myriad, and I think it was like a hundred bucks for like a shitty ticket. Probably. But yeah, I mean, just the spectacle, you know, the spectacle of it all. <laughs> so, uh, a little fact mm-hmm. about. Did you say what song you picked? No, I haven't got there yet. Oh, we got to get there. So my song is off of the 2000 sophomore LP, No Strings Attached. So when it came out in March, it sold 1.2 million units its first day. Damn. It held, so by the end of the week, that number had doubled to 2.4 million. In its first week, they held that record for 15 years of most units sold in a week. Until Adele's 25 came out. Jesus. For 15 years. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And I remember when the album came out, it was like a fucking huge deal. Whatever. So the song I picked is, It's Gonna Be Made. But also, it's going to be me. Is um, it's another banger. I'm glad we didn't choose like the sad bastard boy band songs. I don't want to listen to that shit. No, because it always sounds really insincere. Yeah. Like just dance. I just want to dance. I want you to dance for me. Dance and like tell me how like you're heartbroken, but you're not going to take that shit. No. You know, or like you're with the wrong dude, 
It's gonna be May. <laughs> May. <laughs> um, I fucking hate that meme. By the way. Yeah. Uh, was this okay? I always forget. Is no strings attached? Afro Timberlake or or uh uh, uh ramen noodle hair? It's a little ramen noodle hair. Okay. I think after this album is like when he shaved his head and became oh yeah and became an artist. Be- became JT. Yeah. Um. So this debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 at 42, where it eventually peaked at number one for two consecutive weeks. It was the only NSYNC song to peak at the number one position on the Hot 100. Damn. Only song. I don't remember the video for this. It's gonna be my... I don't remember it either because it gets it gets overshadowed by Bye Bye Bye. I kind of assumed that you were going to pick that one as well. It's going to be me? No. Bye Bye Bye. Yeah, there was, there was a couple of NSYNC bangers I wanted to choose, but I couldn't narrow it down. And it was that goddamn music video that 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 made my decision for me. You know? Yeah. Um... You know, tearing up my heart was the one I was I was thinking about picking, because, you know, you know what's funny is Anson got the song called "I Want You Back," and it it's Baby Timberlake. It's like uh, I I always confuse "I Want You Back" and "Backstreet's Back," because they they're very similar sounding. Yeah, very similar sounding songs. Uh, no strings attached. Had a couple of bangers. Bye bye bye. It's gonna be May. Um, this I promise you. Digital Get Down, which I like that one. Oh, it got, it's going to be me is when they were like the giant dolls in the department store. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of where they're, that's where they're like the rubber, the, the Duracell family looking plastic face. Yeah. Yeah. The creep, it's creepy looking. It's very, very creepy. creepy. Yes. Disturbing. So, is everybody using Duracell batteries? No kidding. The second I heard they had a battery that lasts all other brands, I bought the family whole case. Reminds me of the first time we tried Duracell batteries. We were living in Tulsa with your great aunt Emma. <laughs> we shared a one room apartment. Herb, did you slip her one of those other batteries? Me? <laughs> the copper top tops them all. Uh, but again, I mean that's creative. Creative guys, good work. Good work. Twenty years ago. Uh. So they released one more album after this the next year, and then they went on hiatus so Justin Timberlake could become a star. Mm-hmm. Well, let's J.C. Chazé put out some solo work as well. He is nowhere near no! the level of celebrity. Of course not. Of course not. We all know that. He knows that. I mean, Joey Fatone, what, he was on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, didn't he, like, yeah, he hosted some stuff. Lance, Lance was on Dancing, they were all, like, on Dancing with the Stars. Chris Kirkpatrick was in some movies playing himself, I think. Oh, God. Yeah. This Yeah, this was a TRL, TRL song as well, the video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big on the TRL. It was ri- it was written by Max Martin. <laughs> yeah, dude. This hey, this episode goes out to Max Martin. You wrote some bangers, kid. Congratulations. Oh, I just re- I just read this. So the girl that's in the "It's Gonna Be Me" video 
is the same girl that was in Bye Bye Bye. Yeah, I mean, why not? So are they connected? Are the videos connected? Huh. I don't know. It's a, it makes you think. It's a thinker. It's a think piece. So Rolling Stone listed this song. It's going to be me as the 15th greatest band boy band song of all time. It's going to be May. May. Yeah, so if you look at their Spotify, it's like not even close. It's like Bye 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 is like 339 million and then it's all just like in the 100 millions. They don't even come close to what Backstreet Boys are doing on Spotify. That's crazy. Number 18 on Billboard's 100 greatest songs of 2000 list is Wow, that's a that's a title. Two thousand had some. It's a great year for music. The transition I think you year. S- you say that every episode. Well, a lot of years were great years for music. Uh, oh one was great. Two thousand. I, I don't know. It's the year I graduated high school, so I'm a, I'm in my transition period, while they're in their transition period, going from a boy band to uh, B- boy men. To Mid-band. boy men, to they're well, they're going from boys to men, really, uh, and becoming solo artists and doing their own thing. Uh, yeah, so I I feel for them. I feel for where they were in two thousand. <laughs> but you know, then JT ended up. I mean, what is he doing? What's he done? Plenty. I never heard of him. I never heard of him. No, JT went on to like. Um, you know, had a, an amazing uh, uh, first solo record with some bangers and hits on that as well. Dipped into acting, did some movies, uh, popped onto SNL and became a fucking comedy star for some fucking reason. Oh, God, dude. The um, the Barry Gibbs skit. Oh, the best. That's like one of the best skits ever on SNL. Talk about up. Dick in a Box. Dick in a Box. A lot of classics made by Justin Timberlake. Uh, bring it on down to Amaville. He created a lot of classic bits. Him uh, teaming with Lonely Island was was very smart because they had the, the trifecta. It was Dick in a Box, Mother's Day, and uh, Three Way. Oh, Valentine's was one too, right? Or was that the Three Way one? I don't know. They're all they're all great bits, and in, in, in my mind. In my mind. So yeah, that's a great pick. The good verses. I'm still, I'm, st- I'm still sticking to it. And sinks the best. I mean. Yeah, I guess. Even though Backstreet Boys is more successful, are more successful. Clearly, Backstreet Boys has more plays. Backstreet Boys probably has the bigger. See, I don't know though. I, I, I never, I never saw it that way. I want it that way, but I never saw it that way. Um, just on paper, just next to each other. If I were to show you a picture of Backstreet Boys in their prime and NSYNC in their prime, you're gonna pick NSYNC. Right? Yeah. Because, again, Backstreet Boys just look creepy. 
I'm sorry, guys, but you do. You do. You, you're not pulling off those cowboy hats. Remember that? Remember that video where they were with the the, uh, the bad boy wore like a cowboy hat? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and in the Blink One Eighty Two, all the small. So let's talk about Blink One Eighty Two real quick. Do we have to? In the music video for all the small things, they parodied every boy band and pop video. Yeah. That was relative at the time. So they parodied uh, Backstreet Boys. I believe it was. I want it that way. And Travis Barker wore one of those like oversized cowboy hats to, to make fun of it. Well, yeah. I mean, they were on that level of celebrity that, that they were being parried, parodied everywhere. Yeah. Um, according to the internet, the Backstreet Boys are the best selling boy band of all time. That's crazy. That's crazy. They, they be, here's the thing, though. They had the leg up of being around longer. So technically, yes. They have the time. Yeah, they were around much longer than uh, NSYNC. But I think culturally, yes. Numbers-wise, Backstreet Boys wins. Culturally, I think NSYNC wins. Yeah. I think NSYNC wins. Well, I think that they were just... I think they were more culturally successful yeah you know and nobody else i don't see any backstreet boys memes do you i think that because justin timberlake became such a huge celebrity yeah it they get more adjacent celebrity like nobody in backstreet boys is on that level no no one they they did solo work but it didn't it didn't pan out but backstreet boys never really broke up did they they kept they kept doing their thing they toured with New Kids on the Block, which to me, I think that was a bad call. Yeah. I think it was a bad call. I think it makes you look like you're washed up. And I, I'm I'm not knocking Backstreet Boys. I'm not saying they're washed up. I'm saying I'm not saying New Kids on the Block are washed up. But when you see those like tribute, not tribute, uh, those, uh, uh, what are they called? When a band's been around for a long time, legacy. When you see like, a legacy group do a show, like when New Kids at that reunion tour, it kind of felt sad in a way. It was sad. I was thinking about this today, actually, I was driving around in, in the whip, and I was thinking about uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band was playing on the radio, and I immediately had this memory of being a kid. It was like 1996 or something, seven. I was homesick from school laying on the couch, drinking 7-Up, eating saltine crackers and chicken noodle soup like you do. Uh, and the t- um, Good Morning America is on. And uh, I forget who the fucking host was back then. But they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Casey and the Sunshine Band, can you believe it? And it's Casey and the Sunshine Band playing, uh, that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh, I like it. And I remember laying on the couch being like, Oh God, dude! Just stop! Like you, stop trying to relive the the glory days, Casey. Just let it go. Here's the thing: 1996. That was 20 years after they were popular. Right. Blink 182 played Good Morning America three years ago, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's cool," and didn't even think like, "Oh shit, it's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing." 
Oh, I it, think it's it, sad on another level. I think if anyone is playing Good Morning America, you have like peaked and are on the downslope. Yeah, it's it's not a good. It's just not good. And the next step, like if playing you, playing Good Morning America is not cool. No, it's not cool. Sorry, guys, it's not cool. I love Blink One Eight Two. And here's the thing. Uh, California sold a lot of records. Nine sold a lot of records. They 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 charted, but it's. And I'm not to be like a fucking purist, but it's not the same without Tom, and never will be. But it's, it's just I don't know. It made me really sad to see them on Good Morning America. Goo Goo Dolls plays Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. You know. Train plays Good Morning America. Adult contemporary bands play Good Morning America. Pop punk bands from my youth don't play Good Morning America. You want to see Our Green Blink Day? Are Blink One Eighty Two adult contemporary now? Oh, I'm gonna say yes. Wow. I'm gonna say yes. That hurts. It's gonna be May. It is gonna be May. This is a good episode. This is fun. Uh, I'm glad we got another versus under our belts. It was really awful listening to this music again. Yeah, it, trying to trying to find the one that I wanted to choose was like, oh, can't. Yeah. Can't. It, it it had to grab me right off the bat. If it didn't grab me right off the bat, I'm not I'm not sitting through this whole fucking song to get to it. What's funny is that I definitely listened to NSYNC. Like, I know my sister had no strings attached. I know I listened to the whole thing. I couldn't, other than like Bye 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 and It's Gonna Be Me, like mm-hmm. I couldn't listen. They are not great songs in your opinion yeah <laughs> i mean in my opinion too i i'm just not you know if you were to ask me 20 years ago i'd be like you, you fucking suck i'm not gonna say they suck they're they're musicians they're singers they're they sing better than i ever will in my entire life uh it's not my cup of tea but NSYNC is the better one <laughs> uh this has been a good show um Stay tuned for more episodes. Every week we're going to come at your face and your ears. But your ears, not your face. In your ear hole? In your ear hole. Um, that sounds sexual. Mm-hmm. Do I make you horny, baby? Uh, we'll be on the road next week. Uh, and then we have a little... Uh... We'll have a nice surprise guest the week after that. And then another guest the week after that. We're, we're starting to line up more guests. Uh, we, we wanted to get used to doing this. And then uh, bring them in as as we fucking want to. We assume that maybe you want to hear from other people. Not just our voices every damn week. So we'll keep it fresh. Dressed like a million bucks. Um, Check out Dig It. Dig It OKC on Instagram. Check out Anthem Brewing. Go to Blog Bar. Eat a fucking amazing veggie burger or wings. Get a cocktail on Friday night. Tell them we sent you. Nothing happens, but just let just them know. Just let them know that we sent you because we're egotistical. And uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, check out Orange Peel on in Britain. Buy some stuff from us and other vendors. <laughs> we like money. Buy some stuff from us. Wow. Well, you know, you got to hawk your shit. I guess. You got to put, put it out there. Thank you so much for listening, guys. It's been real. It's been something. That it has.